Welcome into the Thunder Basketball Universe. Today, we're congratulating Chris Paul for receiving the NBA Cares Community Assist Award for the 2019-20 season. Nick and I are taking a deeper look into all that the 15-year veteran has done, not just for the league and on a national stage, but for his beloved Oklahoma City community as well. This news is our main thing, made you look and bless your timeline, all wrapped into one. So let's get right to it. It's the Thunder Basketball Universe. We have some big news here on our Thunder Basketball Universe. We're recording this on Monday, October 5th, and the league just announced today the recipients of this year's Community Assist Award, one of whom is our very own Chris Paul. And Nick, I don't know about you, but this didn't really come as much of a surprise to me seeing all that Chris has done, not just in Oklahoma City, but on a national stage as well. This is a guy who heaps more and more responsibility on his own shoulders. He finds a way to make impacts in his communities, whether they're small or large. We kind of saw him do that at every single scale from his time in OKC to kind of some of his other communities that he's involved with. And we'll get to all of those things. But then, of course, the national conversation as well. He's involved in that. Absolutely. And there's no secret. This season has just been one to put everybody to the test, an unprecedented global pandemic. And then uh, that just changed the way we watched and the teams played the game. And not only that, but the heightened awareness of social injustices, it certainly added to the weight and the gravity of the restart of the NBA season. And several players throughout the league kind of rose to the occasion in the midst of the season that spanned a full calendar year, which is why the league named five recipients of this year's Community Assist Award. So alongside Chris Paul, there was Harrison Barnes, Jalen Brown, George Hill, and Dwight Powell as well. Yeah, Paris, as you mentioned, this year obviously was very different than any other year. Typically, what would happen is a, a player would get this award once a month, and then at the end of the season would be one final winner of the NBA Cares Community Assist Award. Uh, obviously, Chris, probably thrilled that a number of guys are getting this award and not just him. Uh, here's what he had to say about winning the award. He said, the Community Assist Award is such an honor to me any year, but this year in particular, given everything 2020 has thrown our way, it's important that we, the players, continue to use our NBA platform to be the voice of the voiceless I will continue to amplify and support the frontline organizations fighting for racial and economic justice, as well as the tireless efforts of the healthcare workers keeping us healthy and safe during the COVID-19 health crisis. I am so thankful for this acknowledgement as it is one of the proudest accolades an NBA player can receive. You think about all the accolades, Paris, that Chris Paul has gotten in his career. And for him to say that, I know he doesn't mince words that this really does mean something special to him. And you just think about all that he's done. And I, I have to go to what Darius Baisley said, because he said it best, that he, everything that Chris Paul does and says, he has this sense of it's greater than him. And that just goes to show all that he has been able to accomplish both in Oklahoma City and on a national stage. But Nick, let's start at what he's done in OKC. It was no secret. He made it very clear from the moment he got here, literally on media day, just how much this city means to him. Yeah, this is where he started his NBA journey. He reminded people that outside of Winston-Salem, North Carolina, this was the, the first place that he had lived. You know, he grew up in, in Winston-Salem, stayed there at home to go to Wake Forest University, then gets drafted by the New Orleans Hornets. Uh, Hurricane Katrina had other plans for that team. The team came to Oklahoma City, and here's Chris Paul, uh, fresh-faced, 
now all of a sudden the face of a franchise had the ball handed to him day one. And it was Oklahoma city who was, you know, just trying out as an NBA city who showered him with love and, and made this such a, a safe and nice place for him to have as his, his first foray into being a professional. And so when he came back, that was super special for him to reconnect with some of the people in the arena, some of the people in the city. Um, and I and love his mention of Charleston's in OKC too, having some memories of going to eat there. Yeah. And, and just, I think, you know, 15 years later for him to see what was different, what was new about, Oklahoma city, that must've been pretty stunning because uh, the city has certainly transformed over the last decade or so. And he had a great opportunity to be able to just really see for himself and get into the community and and grow some roots. There were several events where Chris, there were, there were team events, but Chris really just engaged on such a personal level with everybody that he encountered. And one in particular, he did a book bus, which for those who don't know, it's pretty self-explanatory. It's the Rolling Thunder book bus. It's literally a bus full of books that travels to different schools throughout Oklahoma City. Janae. Oh, no, Katie, you got to say it like you mean it. You got to yell it. No, nope, you got to yell it loud. Say it like, there you Katie, you can go. I said, say it loud. He just made his voice deeper. Only way you can get this right here, you got to say, go thunder. Go thunder. My man, oh, you got it. And on this particular occasion, the book bus went to MLK Elementary, and the kids there were treated to a book called You Can Be a King, and they were treated to a book reading by Michael Cage, where he read that book, and then they were able to board the book bus, meet Chris Paul, Danilo Gallinari, and receive a free copy of that book as well. And just the emphasis on Chris's end of just wanting to be able to educate these kids on being able to know who MLK is and the emphasis of that name in their school and in that book was pretty important. What uh, Martin Luther King meant for uh, not only African-Americans, but people as a whole and talking about uh, bringing people together, I think it's something the kids always got to continue to learn more about and uh, explore. That's something that's been kind of at the forefront of Chris's just mindset and outlook all all along has been, you know, how can he impact some of these kids and expand their horizons, help them understand um, the world. He he did that with Darius Baisley. He tried to help him understand the world. I just want to put in a little bit more context because the Rolling Thunder book bus is an institution in Oklahoma. It's presented by American Fidelity and over the years has distributed nearly 200,000 books in the Oklahoma community. So that's something that Chris was able to join into and kind of just be a part of something again, a little bit, you know, bigger than, you know, just going out and, and waving his hand and saying, I'm, you know, Chris Paul is here. There were also two other events as well during kind of that holiday season. And one of those was with an organization called Citizens Caring for Children. The kids there were able to get a few goodies. They got some new shoes. Some brand new Nikes. You like them? Uh Also got to play some arcade games. And then, of course, with Positive Tomorrows as well. That was another event with the entire team. Okay. He goes first. You're going to throw all four one at a time. One at a time. We just wait. And it was just really, really good to see Chris engaged in this Oklahoma City community in these different kind of events. 
Yeah, two great organizations, uh, Citizens Caring for Children, Positive Tomorrows. Uh, that's a school in Oklahoma City that services either homeless or, or housing insecure uh, students. So a very, very important work that those two organizations do. And Paris, these were events where the entire team is there. You know, All of the players, staff, it'd be very easy to kind of just blend into the background, you know, be a part of it, hang, you know, not, not really stand out, not, not do too much. Chris Paul, like he was everywhere. And I think it just goes to show this is who he is at, at every level. Um, you know, this is a, a guy that was his uh, senior class president in high school. He just wants to be involved. He wants to make contacts. He wants to make things personal. Uh, and, and so he spent a lot of time just, connecting with some of the kids at these places. His personal values were just on full display at all of these events. And one of the events that he did himself with the family tree in Oklahoma City, for a little bit of context, this was in January. The family tree is an organization that provides resources and education for families in the child welfare system to be reunited as a, as a family unit. And as we all know, Chris is a huge family man. He's got two kids. He loves his family dearly. And that's something that is very central to him. So he worked with this organization to renovate a 30 year old court, which didn't really age well, gave it a new fresh coat of paint, new, new rims and backboards. And as soon as you walk into this court, the first thing that you see is family first, family last, family always. Me and my son had an opportunity to tell our story and we started to talk about what was important to us. He said family was important to him. So every time you guys are here playing, enjoying yourselves and just getting a chance to be kids and run around and have fun, know that we are all now part of one big what? Family. I was at that event in January and I have to say the smiles on these kids' faces were huge. And not only that, the smile on Chris's face when they when he was about to get introduced to go talk to all the kids, he was just sitting there with this huge smile on his face thinking about his own kids. And I think that's really what drives him in these events is he's drawing on, you know, his experience as a father and as a husband and a family man to really really motivate him in these areas. And Nick, you were at his event in at target during the holiday season what was what stood out to you about that day well you just talked about drawing on his own personal experiences uh right before the holidays chris brought a, a bunch of kids and their mentors in the big brothers big sisters program what's going on how y'all doing anybody know what's coming up soon christmas chris back in high school he was actually a, a big brother in that program, a guy that, you know, took time out of his busy schedule. He's getting recruited by colleges. And yet here he is taking that time to mentor uh, somebody younger than him in the incredible Big Brothers, Big Sisters program. The really cool thing about that event, it was a shopping spree for some of these kids. Chris Paul gave them a gift card for $100 to spend at Target, but he had one caveat. So because you guys have welcomed me and my family with open arms here to Oklahoma City, I want to do just a little something for you guys, okay? Is that cool? Yeah! I say, is that cool? Yeah! So everybody, everybody here is going to get a $100 gift card. I got one rule. One gift that you buy has to be for somebody else. So let's, let's do it. Every kid who got some money had to spend at least a little bit of it on a present for somebody else besides them. 
Along with Chris's commitment to the local Oklahoma City community, another area that is very important to him and one that he champions consistently is his commitment to the Black community. And one way in particular that he does this is by being the front-facing spokesperson for HBCUs. We saw it all throughout the NBA bubble, but even before then, he would rock some HBCU gear, walking that concrete catwalk to the locker room before games. And he really took that to the next level in the NBA bubble, kind of taking people on a, a quote unquote HBCU tour. Yeah, I mean, we saw him rocking the, the Langston Lions gear, uh, all different types of HBCUs from different parts of the country. Uh, it, what's incredible is that he didn't go to an HBCU and yet he's still here front and center championing those schools. Uh, So many of his family members did go to HBCUs. Winston-Salem state is in his backyard, NCANT that's in uh, Greensboro, I believe not very far from where he grew up. Um, And so these are, these are institutions that do a great job of obviously helping black people succeed in this country and um, have rich histories in doing so. The other really important area that Chris wants to emphasize is that these institutions are higher learning institutions that are no different from colleges across the country and helping to educate on why HBCUs exist in the first place, which is why he is so motivated in kind of highlighting these different institutions and also working with specific ones like North Carolina A&T, partnering with Live Nation to create that pipeline for students in that school to careers and education and that entertainment and music industry. Just different ways that he can highlight that these these learning institutions are are, uh, on par with everything else across the country. Yeah, walking the walk and talking the talk. He started that internship program at NCAA&T and then is producing a documentary on these institutions as well. So almost showing some of these students, hey, here's something that you could do with this internship program that uh, I'm I'm helping to provide. So uh, very cool work that he's doing there. Uh, As you mentioned, uh, about a dozen schools that he showed off as well down in the bubble as he walked up to to the games and out of the arena each night. Another thing that Nick, he's doing for the Black community just in particular, especially in the face of all that has happened over this summer, he created the Social Change Fund along with Carmelo Anthony and Dwayne Wade, which really dedicates this money to be able to break down any barrier facing the Black community, whether it comes to discrimination or just economic barriers that they might face, just something that he could do monetarily on his own end to be able to make a difference. Right. And I, I just think it's so cool. I mean, these are two of his very best friends in the world, Dwayne Wade, Carmelo Anthony, and they're not investing in like some business or, you know, a yacht. They're investing in the social change fund to do, you know, do very important work to, you know, work against police brutality, um, help with criminal justice reform, supporting voting, advocating for human rights, uh, helping economically, which I think Paris, you pointed out is a huge, huge barrier and kind of compounds a lot of these other problems or even initiates some of these other problems that Chris is highly focused on. So um, again, putting the money where his mouth is. One thing we're, we're starting to see here just throughout everything that we've mentioned so far is that Chris really did and does utilize every layer of his platform 
to try to make a difference. So on his own personal side, just being that 13 year veteran with a a big name, he uses that to be able to kind of spur change. And as a teammate on this Thunder roster, he uses that opportunity to be able to engage with his community on a very personal level. And now we're seeing here, as we kind of transition into what he's been able to do on a national level, we see what he's able to do as the president of the Players Association and a veteran in the NBA. And Nick, one of the ways he was able to do that was by really highlighting and emphasizing the importance of voting for every single player in the NBA. Yeah. And let's just rewind a a tiny bit, Paris, in terms of the work that he did to keep the NBA afloat, you know, basically help make sure that this season continued on two separate occasions. One with the creation of the bubble, which if you think about it from a national perspective as well, I mean, talk about an incredible case study of how this country can combat uh, this incredibly uh, horrible disease that's that's gone around, or um, pandemic, the COVID nineteen pandemic. You know, he helped kind of architect this bubble that has shown to be extremely effective down there in Orlando. That you know, this this situation has reached the NBA finals, and when it started in July, people weren't sure you know exactly how it would go. Then, uh, obviously, you know, some of the the horrific circumstances. Uh, that have occurred, Jacob Blake's shooting, and the NBA, you know, took a pause, and Chris Paul was there again, finding a way to get everybody together at this big, high-level community, and continue to have NBA basketball to have that platform on a national, global level uh, to talk about the issues that they wanted to talk about, and one of them, as you mentioned, Paris, is voting. <laughs> I can't believe I skipped over that because that is such, no, it's such a key point of why Chris Paul is a a front runner in this and why he won this award, because it really did take so much from both sides, both the players and the league to make this bubble possible, not just logistically, but also from an emotional standpoint, Chris was very instrumental in making sure that the players had the opportunity to put social justice messages on the back of their uniforms and making sure that Black Lives Matter was across the floor. Offering that peace of mind to players really did play a key role in making this bubble possible because I know a lot of players certainly were thinking, is this the right thing to do? And do I even feel like I'm in the right state of mind to be able to go and play basketball in the midst of all that is happening? One of the biggest things that guys talked about in our meeting, which was great that we got a chance to get together and discuss these things is voting. And uh, another thing that guys spoke about is while we're out there playing, you know, we're the product, we're the game. During these commercials, we would like to see um, advertisement for voting, right? We understand how strong our voice is, how powerful our voice is. And, you know, ultimately we decided uh, if we go away from this stage, we, we don't necessarily have that same platform. So we stood in solidarity. You know, we're going to continue to, to, to play, but we're also going to continue to make sure that our voices are heard. Well, Nick, this all goes back to Chris's uh, just charge within himself that this is greater than he is. And everything that he does, both as president of the Players Association, a leader on the floor, it, it's, it's greater than he is. And you see that the perfect example was after game five in the first round of the playoffs against the Houston Rockets, Instead of talking about, you know, how great it was that the Thunder won because they just rallied back from down 0-2. It would have been really easy to just talk about the game and talk about how great his team is. The first question that he answered, 
He said, that's all well and good. Basketball is great. A win is great. But we are here to talk about the things that need to be talked about, and that's social justice and the importance of voting and making sure that everybody, especially the players who I talk to regularly, are registered to vote. And all of that work culminated now. Chris announced that over 90% of the league is registered to vote and 15 of the 30 teams are 100% registered. So it's really, really cool to see all of this work kind of paying off now. Yeah, and the entirety of the Thunder team that is eligible to to vote is registered. And and sometimes these stories are best told through a specific example. And, And we just recently had Darius Baisley on the podcast and this is the the specific impact of a guy like Chris Paul. Darius had no real thoughts or interest in politics or voting or um, anything like that. And now after this whole experience being with Chris side by side at some of these meetings, here's Darius Baisley registered to vote, ready to go out and do his civic duty. Um, really pretty transformative uh, when you've got a guy like Chris Paul to, to tag alongside of for a whole year. Certainly inspirational for Darius, but I think I can speak for a lot of people that seeing Chris's actions and hearing the way that he spoke and led throughout the NBA restart and even before then, just kind of as the NBPA president was extremely inspirational. And and Nick, I think you talked about this, just kind of motivating of, you know, what it looks like to be a leader and realize that there are things that are greater than yourself. All right, so just a reminder, the final day to register to vote in the state of Oklahoma is October the 9th. Always, you know this, you've heard it a million times, November 3rd is election day for local, state, national elections. Be sure to make your voice heard at all three levels. So many things about our lives are impacted at the polls. So be sure to get out there and make your voice heard. And if you still have questions or need a little bit more clarity on some dates or deadlines, be sure to go to elections.ok.gov. We will put that link in the show notes for you to make sure that all of your questions are answered. And that wraps up today's podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to like, rate, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much to our producers. And until next time, thunder up and catch you later.